Man, we've got we've got an agenda today, guys. I have so much stuff I want to talk to you guys about. I we're not gonna spend a ton of time on it, Matt Perry. Just gonna take two seconds. I also want to tell you guys about the bees. You're not gonna believe what I'm gonna tell you. I'm in a downward spiral. The other thing is uh, I'm just gonna kind of get you up to speed a little bit on um, what Ashley Pollard's doing. You know, just a little like BFF time. I'm also going outside. I do my walk and talks outside. And it's been gorgeous fall, but here where I live, 35 degrees, guys. And I keep my place at, you know, 68 to 70. I still like a cool place, but I'm really worried about stepping outside at the moment because I'm like, what am I getting myself into? I also have no idea where my gloves are, even though I worked for like a company that sold gloves and rain boots and rain gear and snow gear for years i still have no idea where the fuck these go stop it did i just find them that's got to be a joke how have i been looking for these for so long you're kidding <laughs> wow you guys are good luck oh, i found my oh my god i almost found my face i found my gloves i'm doing a massive reorganization in my house right now and i'm loving it i'm living for every moment of it i mean every closet is getting a bin and a label I reorganized my closets. I bought reorganization stuff for my closets. The thing is, like, my places pretty much come together from a furniture and a decor standpoint. But then when everything gets in its place, you start realizing, like, ways you could have made it better, you know? So I've been on a reorganization spree. All right, I'm going to step outside. I'm probably going to die. Um, which is a terrible segue. But, like, guys, when I say I'm torn up about Matthew Perry... I'm distraught about it. I I can't even get into it. I don't want to spend a ton of time here. I just want to say that if you're feeling it, you're not the only one. And somebody it was such an asshole on Instagram. They were like, you can't be upset about Matthew Perry. You shouldn't be more upset about Matthew Perry than you are about Israel. And I'm like, why are we getting mad at people about what they're upset about? Because... Everything, that's that's apples and oranges. Of course, all of us hate what's going on overseas. But, like, this was our best friend, Matt. You know, this was Chandler, Chandler Bing. So let's just all remember that people don't have to share everything they're grieving. And that everybody has so much shit going on in their life. I have so much shit that, like, went down last week, the week before, in my personal life that was, like, really hard for me. At around the time that everybody was posting about Israel. And I just, I didn't, I, I had to just avoid the news for a minute. I had too much in my personal life that felt heavy. And it's hard for me to see people saying like, you need to say something. I just fully disagree with that. We all have so much going on. We don't know the nuanced relationships people have with people. We don't know people's comfort level. Like post what you want to guys. I'm just going to give you that permission. Um, oh my God. The, everything is segueing so perfectly. The bees. You guys, I am on B Talk. And if you don't know what I mean by B Talk, when you're obsessed with TikTok, as one may be named Ashley, then what happens is the TikTok algorithm kind of like adapts to you and your tastes and your likes. And apparently, I love watching beekeepers because I do. Uh, they find these like massive nests and then they locate the mother queen whatever the fuck they are and it's fascinating guys it is not that bad outside it is so pretty i need to like post god i love where i live it's so pretty 
Um, but anyway, so these bees. So I follow a ton of different beekeepers. And as we know, bees are crazy. Like bees have some wicked internal weather forecasting system. Like bees can tell you so much about the earth. It's unbelievable. I feel like we should be worshiping bees. That's it for another day. I'm going too far. Okay, but anyway, bees are, okay, bees have these patterns every winter. And they basically like create insulation in their nests so that they can like move around and still like be active in the nest and like go to all their different places, right? Because these nests are truly like little city ecosystems. If I'm out of breath and you've never listened to one of these, I have to like go uphill to go to the coffee shop. So this is always a hard part. But anyway, they have these like little like city ecosystems almost in these nests. And so what they do is they insulate the external, you know, casing of the nest. That way inside, they can still move around. Now, what happens in really harsh winters is that bees know it's going to be really fucking bad. And they actually not only insulate it significantly more, but they almost like trap the queen in a really thick insulation. And the bees crawl into their little like honeycomb circles and they stay there because they are they don't even know if they're going to be able to move around the nest because the nest is going to be so cold so they do these extra steps to insulate even further and it only happens in extremely harsh winters i think they said something like it's been six years since they've seen the bees do this and they're doing it this year so the fact that it's October, granted it's like basically November, but October and Halloween and, you know, 35 fucking degrees, granted where I live, it might be like 75 tomorrow, let's be honest, but um, I, I think we're in for a doozy, guys. We should be in for a shit ton of snow and uh, your girl's a weatherman, you know? So there's that. Next... Next uh, business will be Meteorology by Ashley Pollard. Don't stop me, bitch. Uh, so that's that. I have been, I was telling myself I'm in a rest season through the rest of the year, which I kind of am, but I'm in like a push rest season, which I've never really done before, which is basically like, I don't really owe anything to clients. We're coasting till the end of the year, but there's so much inside the business that I want to get done before the new year that I feel personally busy and I feel very overwhelmed. My to-do list, you don't even, you don't even want to know. Okay. You don't even want to know. It's a doozy. Okay. How's yours? Bad? Okay. Check out mine. Pages. When I say pages, I'm a handwriting kind of girl. So here's the, here's the trick though, is that I have to write everything out. I have to see all of my to-do list items and you have to this is the big trick. You have to make sure that your to-do list items are not goals or finished products, but that they are actually tasks. So for instance, the example that I always give is like, if I say, this is just my standard example, don't read into it. But if I say, build a website, that's not a task. When I sit down, the buttons I click are not build a website. I have to, you know, 
create the wireframe for the home page, write the copy for the home page, select the images for the home page, check the buttons, check the links, you know, embed all the forms. Like those are tasks. So I write out all the tasks, which makes it obscenely longer, but I think that's why I actually can get it done is because I see what actually has to happen. And that's where overwhelm lives. I truly believe because we'll say, oh, well, this is the thing I have to get done, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And it's like, yeah, because that's not a task. Launch a group program is not a task. Raise my prices is not a task. Update my Dubsado is not a task. You have to go in and see like what, when I sit down, what is the thing that I'm going to do in that moment? What is the activity I'm doing in that moment? Oh, I'm going to refresh my contracts in Dubsado. Oh, I want to update my forms, which means I have to create the pictures in Canva, which means I have to select the pictures I want to use for Dubsado. So you have to really think about it from that standpoint. So that's what I, that's what I did last week. I wrote out all of my tasks. Then I throw it into the Eisenhower matrix, which if you're in the doers library or club, you can go download. But it's basically like a prioritization system. It basically prioritizes all your tasks for you, which is amazing. Oh my God, I love these leaves. I have to take a picture. I'm going to post it on my story. I mean, is there any time of the year that's better than fall? The answer is no. Um, well, maybe spring, but I love being cold. I am a vampire. I always joke with people because if it were up to me, I would be cold forever like a psychopath. Oh, these leaves. Um, you know, I'm just going to take a little selfie too. I'm going to post that on my story. Okay. So where was I? So I throw it into the Eisenhower matrix and then, oh, I don't think those can go by each other. There. Okay. Eisenhower matrix. And then this is the other key part. If you haven't downloaded my Google Cal training, do it on my website. But, um, basically what I do is I take a look at all of these tasks that I need to do sooner rather than later, higher priority. And I gauge how much time could this take worst case scenario, not best case. So if I'm like, oh, I could do that in 20 minutes. Okay, but worst case scenario. Okay, well, it might take 45. Then it's 45 minutes. We always want to go with worst case scenario when it comes to time. So, okay, so it's going to take 45 minutes. Now everything that's high priority has to go on my calendar and I color code it and I put that task there so that I can see, do I have the time to do this whole to-do list? Because that's the thing is that sometimes we say, I couldn't get the to-do list done. And it's like, yeah, but if you would have looked at how much, that's, it's a 12 hour to-do list. How are you gonna do that in one day? You can't do that in one day. You can't have two wives. If you get that reference, we're best friends. But, um, so I put everything in, the, in, in my calendar. But here's the thing. I told one of my private clients, I said, hey, you should be doing this thing in Google Calendar, put all your tasks in there. And she was like, well, that's really hard for me because it would be tough for me to like stay committed to that task. Like if I, you know, run late in a meeting or if I decide to go to lunch with my brother or, or whatever it was. And I said, no, 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 no. What you put in the calendar is not the Bible. Like you don't have to follow it religiously. But what you put in the calendar is at least an indicator of everything that you have to do. So if you have to move something, I move shit all the time on my calendar, but then I'm moving it and saying, oh wait, I actually can't move that to tomorrow because I have six calls tomorrow. So I'm gonna have to move that to Monday. And 
I can't even get it done in the morning because I have all this stuff to do Monday morning. So I'm going to do it Monday at 4 p.m. So it's just kind of like understanding your time and seeing it more visually. And it's not necessarily creating rules and structure that you have to commit to. It's just seeing your time, visualizing your time. So that's what I do because your girl's stressed. And thankfully, she's not life stressed. She is, she is life abundant at the moment, guys. I mean, I'm getting a second place in New York. I am really excited about next year. I could not, I'm like waiting for Christmas, like waiting for next year. Like I'm so excited for next year. It is off to the races. I will never, ever work as hard in my life as I plan to work next year. And why am I excited about it? Because it's fucking fun. We are set up for success. Everything is in place. I've been busting my ass to get everything set and steady this side of the year. And so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to, uh, to, to do that. I'm really excited to hit the ground running next year. You know, Team AP is getting some real investment money behind it. And I don't mean like from a bank or capital or a firm. I mean, like, we're throwing some dollar dollar bills into Team AP Consulting to really take it to the next level uh, with marketing and, and some fun initiatives and stuff like that. Basically still focusing on the doers and the podcast, nothing that like you don't know. Um, just like a lot of, we're just doing a lot of different stuff. I guess that there is stuff you don't know, but it's just like different stuff that we've never tried before. Uh, a lot of money behind ads, which I've never done. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of keep you posted on that because I don't, I can't really anticipate how that's going to come to fruition and how I'm going to like that. But I will definitely keep you posted. I'm working with someone I trust very deeply to assist with that, hired them. Um, so I'm excited about that. Dial Zero Marketing. I mean, honestly, if we lost all of our clients, I would not be upset. And if you haven't listened to the podcast a lot, it's because Dial Zero Marketing's only purpose is to allow me to serve high price clients um, with a full-time team so that that full-time team can, can work on me time, which we've been doing all year. And you guys might be like, you rarely post on Instagram. Yeah, that's not what I mean by working on me time. We have been aggressively working on me time all year, which is also exciting because next year, Ashley's full-time in me time, guys. She is contractor part-time for Team AP, contractor for Dial Zero Marketing. I'm already like an advisor for Fast Forward uh, and not working in that business. So it's good. I'm like coming, making moves, making moves. We've got so much like cool and interesting things in the pipeline. And the great thing is that like I'm following that multi-passionate expansion method, MPEM, that I established last year. I guess we're on year two of that, where I kind of showed you guys how to, you know, take a skill set that you have, make money with it, and fund the next idea, and then make money from that and fund the next idea. And, you know, what's next in the pipeline? People, you know, this is what's interesting. I really want to go order my coffee, but I have more to tell you. Um, it's so funny. I, I re-recorded this because at the well, it was only like 20 seconds, but I started recording before this one. And I was like, oh my God, guys, I have the greatest thing to tell you. It was something someone said in the doers. And then I was like, I have no idea what the fuck it was. But guess what? It just hit me. So I'm just going to keep walking just a little bit to tell you this. But someone in the doers was like, how do you 
manage like wanting to do it all. Like I want to do a TED talk. I want to pursue this creative idea. I want to keep serving clients the way that I'm serving clients. How do you like, you know, visualize all of it, you know? And she was so kind. She was like, we watch you see three, five, 10 steps ahead. How do you do it? How do you like view things like so far ahead? And my advice to her was like, I don't see, I see things in 20 year periods, 10 year periods for sure, but 20 year periods. And with this 20 year period, I want to work, you know, let's say that 20 year period started when I was 27, 28, then that'll go until I'm 47. I'm 35 right now. So I've got 13 years left on that timeline, 12 years and almost 11 because your girl's almost 36. And, uh, you know, what I told her is that I too would love to, let's say, write a book or do a TED talk or have a public speaking career, have a big personal brand about businesses that I built and what I've done. What I told her is I was like, those stories I'm going to be telling, I'm living today. Like, I would love to have a future where I'm talking about the work that I've done or the career I've had, which I have already had one really big career. Um, but I want to talk about this one on stage and in the future, because I feel like whatever, I'm not getting into that today. But um, everything I want to talk about, I'm living. Like those stories aren't done yet. I can't tell the stories that I'm in the middle of. And also, I want that moment where I have a big personal brand to be so big for me that I can do it the way that I want to do it. And the way I want to do it would be with a very sick PR person who can get me on, I don't know, Jay Shetty's podcast or Armchair Expert or, you know, the Kelly Clarkson show. And those publicists are ten dollars to $15,000 a month with a six to 12 month commitment. So I have to be able to financially commit to that. But also when I show up, I don't want people to say, oh, well, she's like still in the beginning of her journey. I want them to say she's been doing this for a long time. I want to be someone that I can say, I have like, I want to have done this career as long as my last career, which was 10 years. Then I will give myself the benefit of having a personal brand that I'm like investing in and really focusing on. That's not to say that I'm not building some sort of like personal brand equity on my personal page on Instagram, but not really. I just don't really care. My focus needs to be on the businesses. My focus needs to be on those babies. And that's something that I try to think about is that like, I don't have kids, but these businesses feel like babies. You know, they feel like kids. They feel like children in the sense that like, you know, when you have a business in its infancy for the first two or three years, it can't self-sustain. It can't eat on its own or... You know, it needs your help learning how to walk um, and you kind of need to guide it. And you may never have parented before, so you don't know what you're doing, just like you've never ran a business before. So you don't know what you're doing. You're just figuring it out as you go. But the thing is, is that you are nurturing this thing that cannot live on its own. Right. And then you get later in life and it can open up the fridge and get a water. It can open up the fridge and make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And now it's a little bit more self-sustaining. And I really see business like that. I really see, and I, I don't mean to be discrediting any parents acting like they're similar. I definitely am not trying to act like they're the same. I'm just trying to use an analogy for visualization's sake, but I know they're, I, trust me, I know they're different. 
but with that, you know, my business keeps me up at night. And if my business is crying one day and I don't get to sleep, then so be it. And that's just how I view the beginning of my businesses. And I think right now I'm at the place where they're like five or six. Now, not in actual years, they're not, but that's like kind of the time range that I'm seeing it where it's like, someone else can watch you and I trust them. Like you can say your needs, you can, you know, uh, kind of run on your own, kind of independently play, all of those kinds of things. But I need someone to still watch it. And that's why I have teams for these things. And I'm getting to a place where Team AP is about to be, I don't know, like a preteen, you know, next year. And I'm excited about that. And then there will be a day that it's out of the house and bye, we're done. I've done my business. I've done my job. We're done for good there. I mean, parents aren't done when their kids are out of the house. So like, talk to your kids. But there will come a day that Team AP Consulting like is no more. There will come a day that Dial Zero is no more and like probably next year. There'll come a time me time is no more. All of these things are going to be in and out at some point. So it's just kind of understanding what they need at different parts because, you know, for instance, Seamus, my nephew, I go over there some mornings and I go over there now on Thursdays. And the thing about that is that if he's driving me nuts, I still get to leave in like three hours, you know, or like if things are just like not clicking with us, I can always just be like, okay, not today. And to me, that's babysitting, but it's also having a hobby, having a hobby you monetize, having a side hustle you monetize. If you really want to build a career and truly build a business, you have to treat it like a child that needs your care and attention every single day in its infancy. And that means a lot of sacrifice. That means a lot of feeling uncomfortable and a lot of sleepless nights. And it's very similar And so I'm just really excited because I feel like my babies are growing up and they don't really need me anymore. And then when they are older, they're more self-sufficient, they're 16 to 20 in business years, like dog years, then and only then will I start to really focus on myself as the next business. Because here's the thing, guys, when you have a personal brand, that's a business. And people don't think of it that way. You have a second business when you are really trying to monetize a personal brand. So, uh... That business comes then. Anyway, I'm going to go get my lavender latte. Uh, great catching up with you guys. I never really officially said it, but t- season three is over. We don't have any more episodes coming outside of like the walk and talk episodes until January. January 1st. Uh, fresh start to the year. But um, thanks for everybody who made season three a success. You'll still see my walk and talk. So you can't get rid of me. Are you kidding? Uh, and I'll see you next time. Now I have to locate where the fuck my phone is so I can say goodbye officially. Gotta get this glove off my hand. Okay, bye.